Hello, family, friends, listeners, and new listeners. Today's podcast is a special winter cast written by Darius. He's a very good friend of mine, trusted scion, and a wonderful writer and singer. Over the weekend, the scions had an event they hold each year, representing family, friends, and the spirit of writing. Darius's character has been a pivotal point in the scions. So to catch you to speed, Darius has left the Scions to pursue other obligations when suddenly he receives a letter from the Magistrix asking to join the Christmas Veil Gathering. He struggles contemplating if he should go or not and reunite with his beloved Scions. So, without further ado, this is Darius's story. Enjoy. Darius looked into the fire hardly noticing the scions as they entered, as if he were entranced. He looked markedly different than the last time any of them had looked upon him. The once meticulously groomed magister's hair was draped about his shoulders and chest, and it was so apparent that he had grown out a beard. Such things may happen when one spends an extended time in seclusion. Having spent most of his time in a tower in Northern Silvermoon for the recent months, it seemed there were certain rituals he had forsaken. The only times he would be seen would be in the capital. His brother had come to him a week prior to this gathering. Darius sat upon a chair, a table at his left holding a tray of full of thistle cigars, along with a cask of hearthglen ambrosia. It was damn near a throne. An adorned chair pointed southwest, providing a wide vantage point over the court of the sun, a gift given to him through dedication to the capital, which probably would have never been awarded if they knew his true intentions. Surveillance report, whispered the mage, sensing Marius's presence. He remained motionless, his gaze moving slowly over the distant horizon, the buzz washing over his forehead, soothing him. It was a long day. The demon hunter approached and folded his hands. Ah, it is all the same, brother. Ramoth almost never leaves his side. And if not him, he's always surrounded by a contingent of soldiers. We've been doing this for months. When will we accept that this is a fruitless endeavor? After a deep breath and a grin that would subsequently emerge from the act of reminiscing, he would reply. You know, you weren't there, Marius, but during the war in the frozen north, the Alliance and the Horde were united and brought war directly to the front door of the Lich King, the fortified front of the Ice-Crowned Citadel. Darius continued. It was a place called the Wrathgate. It took months to get there, and things went terribly wrong. Darius would raise from his chair. People died. And did the combined forces fracture with distrust driving them apart? Yes. But it also didn't stop them from going around, the two respective sides carving their own path through Ice Crown and making their way to the back door of the Citadel. Darius shrugged. Of course, history flows from there. Darius would then turn to look at his brother. We do not give up. We keep our respective vigils and we find a way. 
I refuse, on pain of death, to continue to allow all people to be known as subservient lackeys in a war without honor. My ideals may bring me to my grave, but if one does not stand for anything, they may as well lay down and die just the same. The room fell silent. Darius looked back towards his brother, and Marius nodded. There's something else, brother. The Scions sent word of Winter's Veil. Not something I care for in particular, but Lady Lemuriel insisted. What say thee? The Magister looked at him briefly. He wordlessly took the envelope and held it for a moment in his hands, inspecting the seal. Ah, the Owlcrest. It was them, indeed. He turned and walked towards his desk, opened a drawer and produced a small dagger. Using this, he opened it and unfolded the letter. His hazy eyes pursed through the sentences until they reached its conclusion. He looked up to Marius, who still awaited his response. His words came out a tad raspier than usual, as if his voice weren't used to the eons and dust had to clear from his vocal cords to develop the appropriate timbre. Verily, Marius, I... Serenity Lighthammer, who had been standing by the door, interjected. Darius, is it not time for you to see the world again? Darius looked towards where the paladin faithfully stood guard. There was a look of frustration on her face, mixed with a tinge of sadness. How long must one stay here, toiling about in the capital putting up some kind of act as if they've a nobler cause? The mage pondered her words but then narrowed his eyes. The Scions accepted that I decided to serve the people. They've never questioned that. The paladin approached him. You know that your presence would mean the world to them. The Lemurials would have it no other way. And by the light, how long must one stay in a tower, looking down upon a life they used to know before they decided to join the people below and live it once in a while. Darius's eyes moved from his bodyguard to his brother and once more to Serenity. He sighed. All right. Perhaps I shall do my duty for once. After all, it was one of the few things I did correctly. Serenity smiled. It's about time. I'll have the handmaiden ready your things. Are you sure you want to show up like this, though? They probably wouldn't recognize you. The Magistrix Darius shot her a look and grumbled. A little bit of a cleanup is in order, Lord Frostblade. You don't want the wards going off and chaos to ensue. Darius rolled his eyes to the response. Very well finally looked up from the fire. My beloved Scions, we gather here once more for Winter's Veil, before this fire. Last year I spake to thee of togetherness. This year I speak to thee of perseverance. Darius swallowed and cleared his throat. Before this commences, I ask thee thy forgiveness. I have not been part of this conflict and have only heard stories as they've come back from the front. Destiny called me to serve in the capital. 
I do not know when I will fight again. I do not know if I will fight again. We do not barter with destiny. She dictates all. Darius's eyes moved over to the wooden trim just below the ceiling to his left. I only know of the duty now before me, but for this evening it has been supplanted, and it is an honor. I think the world of the Lemurials, and the rest of thee. Darius took a moment, looking back into the fire, then continued. Scions, friends, we look into this fire gathered about it, one of the only lights to be found in a massive frozen wasteland. Unbeknownst to most, it's more than just a gathering in the Wintersong garrison. It is a metaphor for life. Darius paused, allowing the sentence to sink in. He continued, tilting his head some. It's something to be fascinated with, the mortal experience. None of us remember, but we were all infants once. What happens to us when we are brought into this world? What is the first thing that we feel? Darius blinked and paused for a moment. His voice softened. The cold. The magister's eyes rose from the fire. Which is why the first thing an infant does is cry. The world is a cold place. Hell, the universe is. I heard tales come from those who fought in the night hold against Star Augur Atreus. Darius gave a nod. Word is that when the walls flew away from his lair, the heroes who stood against him felt solar winds that chilled them all to the bone. So we know that feeling is everywhere. Darius turned his head and looked to Demetria, continuing. We know it from birth. We know it from our world. We know that it exists beyond it. Most of all, however, we know of the cold from our own respective experiences. He then turned his gaze to Ledwin. Presently, and collectively, we stand upon a fork in the road. Some of us have held steadfast to our allegiances. Others have faltered. Darius looked forward and pointed to himself. I, for one, have taken issue with this conflict from the very beginning of it. Upon the Legion's defeat, it would have been best for the Horde and the Alliance to pool their resources and find some way to get the damned Titan Sword plunged within our planet unsheathed. Darius shook his head and continued. But alas, ignorance abounds. Old ways die hard. I wish we were wiser. One would think we should be by now. And as these thoughts of frustration with the outside world arrive, I look inward. Why do I expect so much? Why do I expect things to just fall into place? Darius gave a light shrug. Does one chalk it up to being young and naive? Is true wisdom in this world inexplicably tied to complacency? Darius shifted his hand raising to scratch the back of his head. I've seen much, but I'm young for an elf. I was thrust into adulthood the day after Arthur Smenethil came to slaughter our people. Orphaned. My only family left, my brother, disappeared long before that, 
I thought him dead until I saw him with fiery eyes and war glaives. The Magister turned his eyes towards Adark and continued. I spent those nights with our younglings, in a tower in the Court of the Sun. I was charged by Varenthal the Seer to watch over them. Of course, he merely went by Varenthal back then. Darius removed his eyes from the Death Knight and turned them towards Sol. We sat in that tower, hearing the sounds of war, the crashing of sword against shield, the explosions of spells, the cries of our people. And none of us knew that we were in the process of being orphaned. Their protector included. All we had were each other and candlelight. Darius paused, running his tongue over his lips before continuing. My parents died at the front lines. They sacrificed themselves as a means of subterfuge to divert Arthas's forces away from the tower, but not everyone becomes a part of history. I remember to this day as a boy walking to the front of the city flanked by other children looking for their mothers and fathers the emptiness. The incredible sense of loss, the feeling that our very world was ripped away from us. But we persevered. Varenthal retrieved me and eventually I joined Prince Kale's expedition to Outland. I was stationed at Tempest Keep. History flows from there. There were so many nights I would look out into the cosmos wondering what destiny held for us all. Our people had a choice. Some decided that accepting the fell energy was not their way and instead sought refuge with those who had forsaken us. Prince Kale. He decided that we persevere by any means necessary. Darius smiled, then continued. And thus, the glow of our eyes. I see that some of you have accepted a new light. For others, well, again, old habits die hard. The Magister would grin and take a sip of his Hearthglen ambrosia. Kale. Before he was corrupted, his heart was so pure. It is that level of love for our kindred that we should all have. To do what we must to get through whatever has been thrust upon us, even if through unorthodox means. It is by that love and that simultaneous rage against the dying of the light that I remember our fallen prince. So inspiring. Darius took a deep breath and continued. I also remember when we learned of what happened to our beloved Sylvanas Windrunner after the siege. And it was tragic indeed. It is still tragic to this day. I remember during the days of the crusade when I laid my eyes upon her for the first time. Darius's eyes began to furrow. It was wrong. It was almost as if she was this animated statue of Beautiful elven features remain, but the grey, the stone-like shade of her flesh. I dared not say a word. All I knew was that she was a hero and had love enough for her people to bring them to the Horde. I questioned nothing back then. Darius' expressions changed to a look of slight anger. I'm older now, and now I question everything. And I don't believe I'm alone in that sentiment. 
I'm sure there were various periods over the years that we were all beginning to question the Banshee Queen's methods. At least Prince Kale was outright. As much as it brought sorrow to our collective hearts, his slaying was unavoidable. It had to be done here. What do we do? This woman, who was a loyal protector of her people, of her city, her homeland and heritage, she now has us slaying younglings. Darius lowered his head and continued. There are some that would agree with this. I've no doubt that there are some of us, elves included, that would say better they be slain young than grow to be another soldier with a potential knife to our throat myself. I can only think. What was the expression in their eyes? The little ones in Teldrassil, was it not unlike us? As we sat in that tower hearing the cries of our people, are we no better than the lifeless murderers that slew our loved ones? Is this where we have been led? Are our destinies to have a hand in dishonor and genocide? Are we to be complicit in injustice and bloodlust? Darius rose his eyes and looks over everyone in the room, asking, Is this what we've become? The Magister curled a fist and shakes his head, his tone gaining a hint of venom. I say to thee, I will not have a hand in it. I say to thee, no. We will persevere. All of you in this room, you've a heart. You know what is right and what is wrong. You know that this is not right. And while we may be locked in this war and there is no going back, we must remember that we are not simply cannon fodder. We must stand. Darius took a moment to calm his voice. He spoke softly. We are not our leader's collective intentions. It is up to us to be better, to become something more than those who walk lockstep towards destruction. It is up to us to be light, to persevere. The Magister rose his glass of Hearthglen Ambrosia to his lips, taking a sip and speaking again. This year, I have endured much. The most deeply cutting was the loss of someone I once knew. I remembered the both of us, arriving on Sunstrider Island eager to learn. As children, we often cast our spells in competition. We would boast and brag, comparing the speed in which we cast the measure of devastation left upon our little practice targets. Eventually, we both became men and left such things behind. This year, he fell and left behind two sons. Darius fell silent a moment, the memories briefly floating over his mind. War claimed him. I visited his family, offered to them my condolences and service in their time of woe and need, and I looked upon him in his resting place. And I only could think, what more could there have been? Here lie a man that would never see another sunrise or sunset, hear the laughter of his children, see the affectionate grin of his wife upon his return. His story ended. 
with so many strings left to be tied together, so much hardship for his kin to endure. It was at that moment that I spoke words in silence, thanked him for his memories, respecting him for his devotion to his people, and realized how very alive I still was. Sometimes such tragedies are necessary for one to make such a realization. Darius set his drink down before the fire and looked towards the Scions, speaking, The day after, I left for the capital, and I've hardly been seen since. But something about all that spoke to me. Darius closed his eyes and continued, My beloved Scions, our lives are so short. It doesn't matter that we Sindore can live for multiple millennia. It can all be gone in an instant. All it takes is one bad choice. Thou shalt not spend thy days in sorrow. It is a waste. Think of all thy inaction, thine own excuses, thy own self-barriers that thou wouldst create before even taking into consideration those in the outside world. There's no time for them. It simply isn't afforded. Darius opened his eyes and looked over everyone in attendance, continuing. Every second brings us closer to the end. So the question is, what wilt thou do with it? Wilt thou falter or persevere? Darius pressed his lips together and gave a soft nod. I believe that I speak for my beloved Scions when I personally say the latter. We Scions... We gather here every single year because we are this fire. This fire, this same persistent light is in each and every one of us. In some of us it flickers and dies. Sometimes the world is too much. Sometimes we find ourselves on the brink of giving up. However, we are all here in this room because despite being faced with that darkness, we refuse to give in. We refuse to let the fire die. We refuse to see smoldering ashes and the smoke rising from what used to be our dreams and aspirations and everything that we could be. Darius shook his head and continued. No. Each time it faltered, we harvested more wood made of friendship, love, and we cast it upon that dying fire, did we not? Each time... Did we not see it come roaring back alive, blazing brighter than it ever had before? As a wise man once said, if thou art going through hell, keep going. I look forward to what destiny may bring. I look forward to the riches that come years after my daily toil. I look forward to the new friends I make and the dear friends I keep. Darius blinked a few times and gave a smile. While I may be restrained to the capital, bound to its politics, I shall always be a scion of erudition. Please allow me to leave you all with a parting song.
Thank you all for listening in. The story was a cover by Darius himself. I'll have all the contact info in the bottom, including Tumblr and YouTube links. Please remember to subscribe on podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and our other platforms to get the newest stories that we bring out from our community. Thank you all and have a fantastic rest of your holiday.